When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Man, it feels great to be a duck. Give it to me, baby. My house. I'm taking it there. Third competitors, they'll want to put the O on. Three, got it. We're going to compete to a standard every day. The Oregon standard. Rebound. The opportunity to play, put Oregon on your chest, should mean a great deal to you. Unloads on one into left field, back toward the wall. Gone. This program is staged to compete and to win championships. Oregon wins. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, let's talk Oregon athletics. Let's do it. I'm Joey Mack. Jerry Allen's here today. We've got Oregon football to discuss. A new offensive coordinator. Some all-pack 12 honors from the Associated Press. Also, uh, Noah Sewell, uh, what do you know, being honored for an award? We're going to revisit the Hall of Fame class, actually. This is part of why I asked you to come on today. Oh, what? Because uh, I, I, I told everybody that we didn't have time with, with everything going on around the Hall of Fame ceremony to get to all of the inductee interviews that you and I did up on stage. And a bunch of people were like, no, we really want to hear these. And I said, okay, football bye week, finals week. Oh, good time. Those are pretty much the only days that we have to do this. <laughs> so today right. and tomorrow, uh, you'll hear a little bit more from the Hall of Fame class, including a great conversation with Brienne Tyson Eaton, where I'm happy to report that Jerry asked for her autograph. Do you ever get that autograph? No. No. Brienne! Well, I, I didn't really give, a, give her an opportunity to, to give it to you me. You couldn't even sign a napkin? I could have done that. You know, I, was, I was embarrassed to even ask. Oh, you shouldn't have been. 
She was excited about it. No, yeah, she's cool. I thought it was pretty great. Great family. Okay, those of you who are uh, with us live in the one o'clock hour, how about Oregon volleyball uh. this morning, huh? I did not think that uh, I would be watching volleyball for how long did it officially go? Uh, three Over hours three. and five minutes. Yeah. Let's go, Ducks. Oregon staved off a number of match points in the fourth set, won a dramatic fourth set, ended up pulling away in the fifth set, got it done. Oregon, for the third time in program history, heading to the Elite Eight. They will play on Saturday against the winner of Louisville and Baylor, who are on right now. Louisville's got a two-set lead. They're up in set three. Duck fans, you're rooting for Baylor to make a big comeback because, well, the regional is in Louisville. Home. Yeah, gotcha. home for Louisville. So we're going to start with a little Oregon volleyball. So it's always a great feeling when when you get a victory. Even better feeling when a broadcaster who I think is on, what, three hours of sleep? Maybe, Maybe three hours <laughs> of sleep. Nyeresky was there for KWVA. Voice of Oregon Volleyball had the hometown call. How about this for the celebration on the win? Ames hurls it over. McClellan passes over to Pucas in the middle. Roby slams it down. The Ducks keep dancing. The Elite Eight, here they come. I want to know how much caffeine Knights had and also how much caffeine Matt Olmers had. An 8 a.m., 8 a.m. Pacific time start. Team didn't care. Started a little slow in the first set. Came back, got the win. What a feeling. Awesome. What oh. a feeling. What a feeling. That's yeah. right. Um, so we start today with Oregon Volleyball. Congratulations to the Ducks. I mean, what a win, Jerry. That's special. Well, I, I, we already knew that Oregon Volleyball was physically talented. We've seen that throughout the year. But I, what I learned in this match is that they are mentally talented. Because sure. when they got down... Early, uh, a little late start and slow starting. They got down, they came back. And then a couple of other matches, they get down and had a battle back. And that's that's mental toughness. And that's the kind of toughness physically and mentally you need to get to a championship. Huge win. Congratulations. Yeah. So as we sit here in Eugene, Oregon, uh, happy to report that the, 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 the remote team, if you will, Zach Lawson, Rob Mosley, Jackson Madden are all there. The press conference taking place there, we're hoping to have it for you on the show today. But again, Ooh. if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour, they just wrapped things up, but really not that long ago. Uh, so we're hoping when we recap volleyball a little bit later on on today's show that we'll have some some reaction, more than just that great video from Matt Ulmer. Jackson Madden, by the way, I, I always tell our video crew, get the money shot. Jackson got the money show. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- those are the opportunities that you you dream for in a broadcast career. Yeah. He got his early in his career. That's right. Elite Eight for Oregon Volleyball. Uh, that's pretty great. We'll recap it a little bit more in-depth coming up. I want to uh, focus in on Jerry's sweater, though. One of the greatest sweaters you will yeah. ever see in the history of sweaters. How old did you say this sweater was? Oh, uh, it's got to be close to 30 years old. Says Duck the Halls. Yeah. Were ugly Christmas sweaters in style 30 years ago? Yeah, they were wearing it, but we didn't get it for that reason. My wife has a matching one, so we, oh. we, we both have one. So if I say the phrase, ugly Christmas sweater, okay. That means something very different 30 years ago than it does <laughs> I think now. it did. I don't remember ugly Christmas sweaters until really the 90s. Okay, so that's know? when the comedy took off? Yeah, I All think right. so. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, it says duck the halls, by the way, duck for the, the radio audience. Love There's, it, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's that's, that's, that's one fabulous. of my favorites. You wear it like once a year on the show, I think. Yes, yeah. that's right. And and I wear it shopping. I love it shopping because when I wear it shopping, people look at it and go, "Oh, that's cool. Oh, you're the duck guy." Yeah, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great uh, that people notice your sweater though before they notice you. Well, you don't, you know, until I speak, or you the same thing when you yeah, when you talk. True. People say, "Oh, I, I heard, oh, I've heard you." Yeah, but uh, they don't see us on the radio. So. That's good. Yeah, well, it's a very good thing. Yeah, that's face great. for radio. Thank you. Thanks for hey, that. No, come yeah. on, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Ryan. Also a radio broadcaster. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, for Oregon football, some news and updates. Uh, the Ducks, Dan Lanning, has officially hired Will Stein as the Ducks' new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach on Wednesday, saying, quote, I am thrilled to welcome Will and his wife Darby and their newborn son Joey, which, by the way, great name, uh, Jerry. I was upset when I saw that part because I know he didn't name him after you knowing that he was going to be coming to Oregon. Didn't happen. Yeah, I love this so That's much. Uh, Will cute. Stein, Joey, to our family here at Oregon. In our search to find the absolute best fit for the University of Oregon, we committed to a detailed search for the right person to lead our offense. Will is that person. He is a passionate and innovative coach who consistently finds ways to maximize his personnel. Dan Lanning continued to say, Will has done a great job developing dynamic quarterbacks in his career, and he is able to see the game through a different lens as a former quarterback himself, a tremendous teacher and tireless worker, and his focus on the student-athlete experience aligns with our philosophy here in Eugene. Dan Lennon continued to say, I'm excited to see our team and offense reach new heights under his leadership and direction with our entire offensive staff. And no doubt, Will Stein inherits some big shoes to fill. Kenny Dillingham becoming the head coach at Arizona State. Offense was prolific. Bo Nix was excellent. Pretty darn good. And Will Stein brings quite the resume with him, too. Well, I think he fits right into that. I mean, somebody already asked me today what did I think about Will Stein in in that hire. And I said the reason I feel really good about it, I really feel good about it because Dan Lanning is the one that made the decision to hire him. And I will back anything that Dan Lanning says or decides to do. Stein comes to Oregon from UTSA. He served as the Roadrunners co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach this past season after spending the previous two seasons as the pass game coordinator and wide receivers coach. I loved that aspect, that he's risen isn't in the ranks so quickly, and he's coached multiple positions along yeah. the offense. Vers- versatility, too. What I like about it is is he's not just a, a guy that's got a great passing game background. Uh, quarterback's coach, obviously, played quarterback, very successful, but he's had a run game background as well. So I think Oregon uh, is really going to appreciate having that uh, what we call balance. That's yeah. one thing you've got to have in a successful offense. He was a Louisville quarterback, started his coaching career at Louisville, was then at Texas. Also, at Lake Travis High School. He coached in the high school ranks. you got to imagine that that's a recruiting connection. No, he's been successful everywhere he's been. And that's, that's what you like. You like to see a guy who's just taking st- – and he's so young. Yeah. Of course, everybody's younger than we are. Well, I should say me because you're just a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. You've been 29 for a few years. It's okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I've been 39 for a few years. So then you get to you the get point to you got to be. Yeah, then you, you got to be. Well, I've been 49 for a few years yeah. now. Well, now, I've been, now I've been 59 for a few years. Well, I'm actually 29. I don't want to hear. I don't want to talk about age anymore, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? Roadrunners were ranked ninth <laughs> nationally in total offense at just over 486 yards per game, number 12 in scoring offense. And a lot of these numbers. This is what I think is kind of amazing about it. A lot of these numbers are similar to where Oregon is in, in the national rankings. Yeah. Um, so more details on GoDucks.com if you want to read the full bio. I, I could I could read the whole thing, and, I mean, maybe we can, but I think the point is Will Stein, 
feels like a good fit with this staff. Yeah, Dan Lanning, I think, wanted to find a guy that, um, that fit what Oregon is doing already, and he is exactly what Oregon is doing, yeah. and he's going to add his own personal touch. Yeah, he will, no doubt about that. And if you're uh, just joining us, congratulations. I said this before to Kenny Dillingham, but now, yeah. Kenny, go Ducks. Kenny, I'm sorry, but you're the enemy now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, award season for Oregon football, Jerry. And I, I feel like Noah Sewell this year, teams knew so much about Noah Sewell, right? Like, you look at that guy on the defense and you're like, man, I, we don't want to get beat by that guy. Um, and I feel like it, it was almost like taken for granted how good he was in certain games this year. And with all that in mind, I'm glad to see that today he's been named a finalist for the Polynesian College Football Player of the Year Award for the second season in a row. So one of eight finalists for the award, annually recognizing the most outstanding college football player of Polynesian ancestry. There's a few other UCLA, USC, Utah notables on that list, and I think that's awesome to see that. A Polynesian College Football Player of the Year Award finalist, Noah Sewell. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just quietly a game record. It's what he does. And what I loved about Noah Sewell is that he really played a little differently positionally this year than he has in, like last year. Last year, uh, I think he was a little more free to do some things. And mm-hmm. so uh, he more tackles. He did some. This year they used him, and then you're, you're right. I think teams focus on the defensive guy they worry about the most and make it more difficult on him so on the defensive line it's double teams and the offensive line double teams but for no he fought through all that and he's getting a wrecking i love it he's the first ever duck to be named a finalist for the award multiple times sewell looking to become oregon's first winner since his brother penay sewell took home the honor in 2019 marcus mariota was the inaugural winner in 2014 deforest buckner was a finalist in 2015 quite the connection yeah for Oregon football. Connection, yeah, yeah, quite the connection winner will be announced uh at the regular formal presentation on Monday, December 12th. Uh, so keep an eye out for that coming up on Monday. Also, the AP Pac-12 teams are out. So remember, the, the conference awards, we're in conference awards season now as bowl season approaches. The conference awards from the Pac-12 office are voted on by the coaches. Now this is voted on by the Associated Press. Six Oregon football student-athletes were named to the All-Pac-12 second team released this morning. Wide receiver Troy Franklin, offensive lineman T.J. Bass, and Alex Forsyth were selected to the second team offense. Defensive end Brandon Dorless, linebacker Noah Sewell, and defensive back Christian Gonzalez landed on the defensive second team. All six Ducks were awarded first or second team all-conference honors by the league's coaches earlier this week. Says something to me that Christian Gonzalez is not uh, a first-teamer, that Alex Forsyth is not a first-teamer, that Noah Sewell is not a first-teamer, that T.J. Bass is not a first-teamer, that Brandon Dorless is not a first-teamer, and even that Troy Franklin is not a first-teamer. Yeah, something I've learned through the years in doing this is every year that these awards come out, you congratulate everybody who's on them. If you get a first-teamer or a most valuable player, whatever, you congratulate them. But at the same time, I, I almost, and this is not going to sound probably good to some people, I almost take it with a grain of salt because we know some guys should be first-teamers. Gonzalez not being a first-teamer is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, I said this, you know, Jerry, I said this on Monday, and I, I feel like you'll agree with me. This year for the Pac-12, I think, was one of the more difficult to, to award the all-conference teams at a, some particular positions, and that's, oh, yeah. a, that's a testament to how good the conference was it this was. year. Yeah. You know, I mean, you talk about a bunch of teams, the most teams from a Power 5 conference that are ranked in the final CFP Top 25, and that's, I think that says something about, about the conference, and I, I, I use the example, this is the easy one at quarterback, Bo Nix's numbers are outstanding in national rankings, and he was an honorable mention. 
all Pac-12. Wasn't on the first team, wasn't on the second team. But yeah. Caleb Williams today, he's the Nash, or he's the AP National Player of the Year, not yeah. just in the Pac-12. Michael Penix was outstanding in the passing game. I mean, the list goes on and on at the quarterback position alone. No, I mean, and, and because we're Bo Nix fans, because we're Ducks, sure. we want it to be Bo Nix. You know, if he had a chance to finish the year healthy, might be yeah. a different story. But it's tough to argue those three uh, being at the top and, and the order they're in. I would put Bo at the top, but I'm a Duck. That's why I'm going to say that. But Penix was, and yeah, I mean, it's to have three from the Pac-12 that highly ranked in the nation says something about the conference. I will say this. To me, what sticks out more than anything for Bo Nix, the passing numbers compared to Williams, Penix, others around the country, they're, they're on par, but those guys deserve every bit of yes. yeah. you know praise they're getting. But 14 rushing touchdowns yeah. for Bo Nix. The complete package. Yeah, that's, that, that's what sticks out to me. And, and I feel like sometimes the quarterback position gets focused so much on the passing game that you forget you know, the running of the entire offense. And similarly, would you take Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington as the best one-two punch in college football? They're easily top three statistically. Neither of those guys get a lot of honors because I think it kind of splits the vote, right? No, there's no doubt about it. Um, Bo Nix is one of those guys when teams prepared for Oregon, their defensive coordinator would say, okay, we have to worry about the running back. We have to worry about the quarterback's ability to throw the ball, their wide receivers. Yeah. But the quarterback can beat us with his legs. And that's something that Penix and, you know, some of the top rated quarterbacks don't do. They throw the ball extremely well. Bo was the complete package. Yeah. And I think that, that adds a little more value to a guy. So that's why I would put him up higher. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the. Outcome of some of these bowl games too, I think to to maybe confirm a lot of what we're yeah, thinking about. Yeah. You know, the Pac- I, I also think Jerry, I was going to talk to you about this before we get a break too. Like talking about the strength of the Pac-12, I think these awards, as I said, really really show that. Now you got to win the bowl games, right? Got to take care of business. It's been in an bowl issue season. every year. Yeah. It is, and 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 you know, anymore with the way that bowl season is gone. I mean, you you have players that are now opting out of college football playoff games. You know, and so what rosters look like, that's going to be really important. The Ducks have had a few players that have already said they won't participate in the Holiday Bowl, and I get it. they got to take care of themselves. But that does impact the way that rosters look in these bowl scenarios. Oh, it really does. It changes uh, the makeup of a team. You can have a team that is just a tremendous rushing team, and one of your running backs decides or opts out not to play. Right. Maybe one of your key offensive linemen who wants to go to the NFL, you lose that left tackle or somebody, or a quarterback or a key wide receiver, really changes the complexion of your team. The other aspect is by the time the Bulls get here, you do get some injured guys True. back. And so some of that offsets a little bit. We'll see. Jerry Allen's joining us, Voice of the Ducks. All right, we have a number of large football topics to discuss. Also, shout-out again to Oregon Volleyball. They're advancing. They'll play Saturday, and Louisville just won. So it's a home matchup for Louisville with the Ducks coming up on Saturday. But Oregon, man, whew, that was fun to watch this morning. Yeah. Taking down a blue blood like Nebraska, that's a big deal. We're going to time out. More with Jerry Allen talking football on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
Toyotathon is on and here to help make the holidays magical. You made it! By helping you see friends and family both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Toyotathon ends January 3rd. Participating dealers only. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Duck fans, we're all about protecting our home turf here in Eugene. You should do the same for your home with Country Financial Insurance. Most home insurance doesn't account for inflation, but with Country Financial, yours can. If something happens to your home, make sure you can rebuild the same house in the same place. Call a local representative or 866-COUNTRY and get a solid defense for your home. Home insurance policies issued by Country Mutual Insurance Company, Country Casualty Insurance Company, or Country Preferred Insurance Company, Bloomington, Illinois. Property must meet aging condition requirements, which vary by state. Toyotathon is on and here to help make the holidays magical. You made it! By helping you see friends and family both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Toyotathon ends January 3rd. Participating dealers only. Toyota, let's go places. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. From Learfield. Question, what will you find on all over-the-counter or OTC medicine packages to help you choose the right drug and use it safely? The answer, the drug facts label. This label lists the medicine's active ingredients and purpose, how much to take, and warnings you should know before using it. Remember, even OTC medicines you buy without a prescription can cause side effects you don't want. So follow the information listed on the drug facts label. For more information, visit FDA.gov slash drug facts label. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Back inside the Country Financial Studio, it's Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Jerry Allen joining us, voice of the Ducks. Uh, you got your boards ready yet? Who are we playing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like, there's this so there's this aspect. I feel like you're you're probably you probably agree with me. I don't know. Maybe you don't. There's this aspect of like when you find out who you're playing. It's this rush of like the sort of initial information. Yes. And then I sort of relax on the North Carolina research for a couple weeks until suddenly it's like, oh, the game's in like eight days. Does that happen to you? Yeah, a little bit. I, I mean, I'm already starting to look at some things. And, yeah. you know, I'm looking at what the teams, when the team's going down, they're going to go to the zoo, they're going right. to go on the ship, all the stuff. that, and, and you start looking at North Carolina, what they've done, but not really deep diving into it yet because we yeah. do have more time. Well, and the one thing I – the reason I bring this up sort of half-jokingly is we don't really know what either roster's for sure going to look like no yet, right no it's finals week at Oregon a lot of decisions still being made DJ Johnson announcing on social media today that he will head to the NFL draft in addition to Christian Gonzalez but then Bo Nix said he will come back and play you know there there is still some some wait and see I guess on both sides North Carolina's got some guys that are big time players too yeah I mean and we're still waiting to see um, on some of Oregon's guys who, who may be coming back for another year that's right I mean, you never know isn't that amazing oh too? I love it I mean we we said this when when the the legislation was passed to to have the additional years because of COVID and you know I, I think at the time we all kind of said well we'll we'll find out what the roster impact really looks like well now 
It's sure impactful, yeah. isn't it? I mean, a guy like Bo Nix, he has a year left if he wants it. Pretty amazing. No, and there's so many so many things uh, that go into the decision-making. How many quarterbacks could be coming out this right. year as opposed to next year? Right. Um, what's this team looking at? I mean, a lot of guys are going to go, you know what? I think we get a national championship next year. we got right. this guy coming back, this guy coming So. I, I don't know. There's so much that goes into it. And then I think a couple of the guys said on the on the Wednesday night show and you and is just a little tired of six years of school, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there are some. There are certainly some student-athletes that are like, you know what, this is great. I can go get a master's degree. Yeah. There are guys That's in the right. Oregon football yeah. roster that have done that. Talking to Oregon volleyball, Brooke Nunaviller did that. You know, she came back, got a master's degree. Brooke, Brooke really shouldn't have this year of eligibility if it wasn't for the pandemic, but she took full advantage of it. You know, that that's what you should do. But it is amazing just to watch how, how it's so fluid, which, which brings me to my first question, because you and I haven't gotten a chance to really talk about this on the air yet, like the fluidity of college football, Jerry. I mean, you've heard me talk about it on the show. It is hard to keep track of, and I can only imagine if it's hard to keep track of from a fan's perspective, how difficult is it for the guys in the Hatfield-Dallin complex and all the Hatfield-Dallin complexes across the country? Yeah. Man, it is a it is a crazy time. Well, it's ridiculous because you've got to do. You were just recruiting and taking a look at high school athletes, prospective athletes that might be wanting to come to Oregon or, or maybe you're going to offer. Well, you're still going to do that, but now you've got to do the exact same thing to this huge pool of players who have two, four years of experience who want to transfer. So you've got that. Eight, so you're doubling your job. Now you also have to balance this. I want to offer this high school kid, but if I do, how many spots is that going to leave me open? I mean, it is really a juggling act, and I don't know how they do it. Yeah, roster management, it's it's, it's amazing. I And I should say, like, I fully agree that the student athlete should come first. And if and if it's yes. not working out in, in one spot, I, I personally like the, the rule that you can transfer and not be sort of, for lack of a better phrase, penalized, right? right? I like that you can transfer and be eligible and continue to playing and have it happen, but... You know, the other side of me is like, man, it's hard on a fan base. You know, you don't you get so invested in guys when they when they commit and then sometimes you don't really see them until the end of their career and, and or you see them somewhere else at the end of their career. It's I get it. It's a balancing act, I think, for both sides. You know, I blame for this free agency in baseball years and years and years ago. It started Kurt the snowball. Flood. Yeah. The snowball started rolling and, and we are <clears throat> excuse me, where we are now because of that. But yeah. Um <clears throat> I'm wondering <clears throat> excuse me. I had frogs for lunch. Uh, I, you know, with you, I actually could believe that. No, no, I don't. Frog legs? Uh, oh, yeah, frog, yeah that's good. Yeah, I've yeah. had that in the south now. Yeah. No, what I'm wondering is when we get past this, how do we get to food? We always come get back to food. To food. Uh, I'm wondering when we get through all of the COVID years, all yeah. the extra years, when we get back to what we call normal um, rosters, um, eligibility, what it's going to look like, when things settle down, and. Will we change a little bit the you know, the transfer portal? Is right. it where it's going to stay, or is it going to be adjusted? Is that going to change? So I feel like like with a lot of things, you know, the the pendulum tends to swing, right? It's like Does, it's like the pendulum swung. Use football for example. The pendulum swung so far toward the offense there for a period of time. Then it started with some of the rules to slide back toward defense. And, you know, you try to find that balancing act. I feel like this is the same, right? Early signing period comes about. Everybody really loved that. Totally changed things in December. That really wasn't that long ago. December 21st is the early signing day. Well, then you, you have, for example, an Oregon team that goes to a Las Vegas Bowl. 
is trying to recruit while preparing for a bowl game. And, and I think a lot yeah. of coaches were like, boy, maybe this doesn't work for us. doesn't work for student-athletes either because there's not the engagement that you're looking for. So maybe that pendulum starts to swing. Then the transfer portal. I mean, I think the fluidity now is so much. And I, I go back to what Dan Lanning said in his press conference on Monday, that, that maybe this isn't what we envisioned college football to be. And so if that means the pendulum swung so far that direction, maybe it does need to come back. But it's kind of like moving a glacier sometimes. Yeah, very slow-moving glacier. I didn't like the early moving uh, of the signing period because not just a December 17th bowl game, a December 28th, January 1st. Yeah. There's so much preparation. Finals week, so much going on from Thanksgiving until signing day that uh, it, it just interrupts the whole process of getting ready for the postseason, which is critical. Plus, yeah. the student-athlete and finals and all of that. Same thing's going through high school with their finals, and they're getting ready for the end of their winter term. So I, I just I thought it was an interesting move to move it to December and interrupt so many things that are already going on. I will say that for you know the high school student-athletes that are really well-prepared, the opportunity to be on campus in January and have that be more common, there's certainly a benefit to that for, for both parties. And now the other side of it is there, there, I remember there were a lot of coaches that said, you know, the, these student athletes that they know where they're going, commit, get it done, go enjoy the, the last few weeks of, yeah. or few months. You know, I, I agree though, again, pendulum. Yeah. But know, I, 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 I would much rather that leave it in February. Um, Tighten down the dates at which coaches can contact players, high school players. Get those windows tighter. Let high school students be high school students. Let them make their decisions. Let coaches coach and get ready for postseason, and then come back together yeah. in January and do all that. But you're right. We're, we're nowhere near where we're going to be five or ten years from now. What is college football going to look like? NIL's in there now. If I asked you after you called the Holiday Bowl in 2008, or if I told you that this is what college football would look like, what would 2008 Jerry Allen have said? No, can't do that. Yeah. It won't work. Isn't that crazy? That's what I would have said. No, you, no that won't work. Yeah. Um, By the way, speaking of the 2008 Holiday Bowl. Uh-oh. From the storage. <laughs> In the uh, athletic department. It's a great bowl, by the way. Oh, great bowl. I this is the bowl. 2008 Holiday Bowl Champions plaque from here in the athletic department. That's awesome. I want everybody to know that there are some great young-looking faces here. Not just student-athletes, but some support staff, Jerry, that are that are still around. Take a look at that bad boy. 2008 Holiday Bowl champion. Last time the Ducks were in a Holiday Bowl. You remember that team photo? Oh, boy, do I ever. Yeah, always went to the team photos. It's always a zoo, everybody lining up. Oh, man, look at some of those. Look at Steve Pohl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize he was still in high school. <laughs> 2008. Some of these guys I don't even recognize. Yeah. Is that is that Costa? Yeah. Holy cow. There's a nice uh, Charles Kelly in there. A Costa's Nick, got hair. Nick Aliotti. Costa did have hair <laughs> in that one. All right, now, that's a game that Oregon won. We, we fondly remember that yes. one over Oklahoma State, 42-31. to 31. great ball game. Do you remember calling that game? Do you yes. remember? What, oh, do you remem- what do you remember about it? Uh, and that was at Qualcomm, right? They played that? Yes, that was Qual- Yeah. Well, in fact, we haven't played uh, anywhere but Qualcomm since, since the Ducks have been going to the holiday. Yeah, so now in Petco Park. Now, broadcast location is at home plate, and the 50-yard line is not at home plate. Home plate's a great place. I sat by home plate, watched the game. It's really good. It'll be easy. Nice for Padres games, yeah. Yeah. 
I looked at the layout for football. I need bigger binoculars. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so we actually we, we semi-joked about this. We're taking another left turn with Jerry Allen, as we do. Uh, I think you should just call the game from the sideline. Have you ever done that in your career? Like even doing high school, did you ever do it at like field level? No, I never did it. I uh, had sideline guys do it from yeah. during a foggy game or yeah. something like that. Thanks, but. Mike. Yeah. yeah, but no, never went down there. So I, it's I, not a good view. You it's can't not. really see from down there. No, you, you can confirm. You, <laughs> you you really you really can't. But we could experiment. I mean, just put you and Georgie like at the goalpost, and they come right at could you. We, could we rent one of those, uh, like, like the the sideline cameras? Sure, on the trolley. Sure, we'll and, put you on. We'll put we you on a on that. We could be on that yeah. and up and down. A yeah, mobile That'd booth. Be a great way to do it, boy. What was the what was what did they call it on Monday Night Football? The Booger Mobile or whatever when Booger McFarland was <laughs> yes, doing it. Yeah. That didn't that didn't go over no, well. But you're onto something there. So that was the 2008 Holiday okay. Bowl. We also found the 2005 Holiday Bowl plaque. Wow. That was a 10 and 2 season where the Ducks in the Holiday Bowl close three point loss to Oklahoma. You remember that one? That loss hurt. Yeah, I remember. And, and I don't remember the, so many bowl games they run together. And you look at – I remember Garen Strong. Yeah. Demetrius Williams. Look at those names. Wow. Riley Showalter. Inoka Lucas. Or Sean Harris. This is the names bring back the memories. Not the plays as much as uh, as the guys. A couple other ones like that I was looking at. Max Unger. You know, DeWitt Stuckey. Yeah. LaMichael James. John Boyette. Young players and then of course Haberly guy names like this though I think Jerry this is what I love Mike Pilotti Nick Aliotti Don Pelham Steve Greatwood Gary Campbell John Neal wow a young Chip Kelly yeah that's cool (laughs) Neil Zumbukas yeah yeah Max Unger I thought you Jeff Schwartz Jeff Schwartz yeah I thought you'd get a kick out of that uh, is, these. brings back memories. Yeah, mean, they, it's like a family reunion photo. That's right. So these are these plaques are some of many that are actually up in the the Athletics Hall of Fame walk here in the in, just outside the studio actually in the Casanova Center. And so I went and snagged them uh, just for just for yeah, the week. It's it's it, what's so great about it is you think about 2005, 2008. Oh, I remember that game. I remember that guy. But until you look at a team photo and look at the names. Mm-hmm. You forget who all was on that team yeah. and, and that year. So this is a little walk down memory lane. You know what's amazing, too, when I look at these, like a lot of the same names are on the 08 Holiday Bowl plaque and the 05 yeah. Holiday Bowl plaque, but what difference makers they were for each team, right? Like some of the guys that are on the scout team in the 2005 oh, yeah. Holiday Bowl yeah. were starters in the 2008 Holiday Bowl. It's just amazing the, the longevity. Justin Finnessy. Now Ooh. a coach. Dante Rosario. Kwame. Yeah, look yeah. at that. So – just some of the names that were in those holiday bowls, and you and Jorgie called oh, them both. Those are great, great so, memories. Yeah, we'll have to uh, see how the the pictures look. The polos look a little different these days. <laughs> we need to dig up the '95 Rose Bowl photo. That, that one plaque. might be behind a locked box that I can't get to. I'll have to. I'll ask Paula. Okay. I'll ask Paula. All right. I I actually don't. That's good stuff. That you know, really the fact that stuff. we just showed those on the show, I'm actually a little surprised that the door hasn't opened saying we need those back yet. <laughs> so while that's about to happen, we're going to get a timeout. Uh, can you stick around one more segment? You got it. I haven't asked you about uh, playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? He's You're Jerry Allen. Playoffs? We got more coming up. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield.
At Shadow Hills Country Club, our all-inclusive event pricing allows us to take care of all of the details while you enjoy your event. Our wedding garden, expansive grounds, ballroom, and meeting rooms can accommodate any size event and come complete with full catering and service staff. From weddings to business and social events, Shadow Hills offers the benefits of a resort atmosphere and the peace of a country setting just minutes from downtown Eugene. For more details, call us today or go to shadowhillsevents.com. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Duck Insider, Duck Insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Are you thinking about buying medicine online? A search for online pharmacies yields more than 20 million results. But which ones can you trust? Medicines bought from unlicensed online pharmacies can be dangerous. You may get a fake drug, your condition may get worse, or you may experience a bad reaction. Don't put your health at risk. To learn how to find an online pharmacy that's safe and legal, visit FDA.gov slash BeSafeRx. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. We are back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mac, Jerry Allen in the Country Financial Studio. Darren says, I still have a 95 Rose Bowl t-shirt in its original plastic. Oh, I've wow. never worn it. Wow. That's pretty cool. Danny O'Neill, MVP. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And meant for that? holding, Jack, kind of Carter would not have scored. Mm. Would not have. Is that on the same level as Dyer is down? No, that's a whole different level. Okay, never mind. Whole different Sorry level. I brought it up. Yeah. Uh, Devin asking in 95, was Joey even born then? Uh, yes, I was two. Oh, yeah, I, I do not have. You don't remember that game? <laughs> I uh, I do not have a memory of that game. Uh, Wish I did. Sorry. I, I think no less of you than I did. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what That's, that means, but uh, I decided to say that sounds about right. Jerry Allen with us. So, okay, I haven't had uh, you on the show since the the. Well, that's not true. Haven't had a chance to ask you on the show about your thoughts on the playoff. You talk about college football and change. Twelve team playoff. What do you think? I like it. Um, you're still going to have those teams that are thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen going. Oh, come on! You right. know their fans are going to. That'll always be the thing. But I, I like it. I I think. Um, I think it's it's much like you know the playoffs in any sport when you when you whittle it down to only four teams, yeah. um, then you're leaving out a lot of really good teams who maybe had a bad little game or here or there or break or injuries, and things get fixed and they're the best team 
in the sport, but they don't get a chance to be in the playoffs. I think the 12-team playoff allows those teams that have stumbles, that have great teams that have a stumble, which all teams do, to allow them to be in that playoff and earn the chance to be there. Plus, it's great for the fans. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it impacts the rest of the Bulls with the dates being, Gonna you ruin know, them. Gonna yeah. ruin them. Yeah, with the dates being yeah. right before Christmas. You know, I, I think that makes sense, I will say, like having the – the home team, higher seed, host. You know, I like that. Having those before yeah. Christmas, then maybe you have the holidays, right? Because I, I, I've said this before. Sports around the holidays are great, but if there's too many and you're competing with a lot of other sports and the holidays, I don't see how that's good for the student-athletes yeah. or the fans no. because you got extra competition now with family gatherings and holidays, and I, it doesn't make sense to me, right? And student-athletes, I think – Having them be now maybe the teams that win on the 20th, 21st, for example, you have a few days to recover. Then you go prepare for a bowl game like you normally would around the first of the year. I like that. Yeah, but I you know, I don't know if you want teams that were just in a basic bowl get to go to another bowl just because they got to be in a 12-team playoff. So I wish there was some way to incorporate the bowls we currently have into the playoff system. Yeah. Um, move, so, so you got a bowl that's scheduled on the 17th, one on the 28th, one on the 30th. So the number move, two. Move those up. So like the number two bowl, like an Alamo or a Holiday, yeah, yeah. have those be, yeah, 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 I don't so, know. So you keep the bowls, and they keep their importance because they're part of the playoff system. Yeah. Because once the 12-team playoff comes in, I think a lot of those bowls are going to be sort of afterthoughts. A lot of fans are not going to be able to say, I'm going to go to this playoff, and then I'm also going to go to the bowl game. Right. Can't afford to do both. Yeah, because the eight games that will be played on the home sites, then there are eight, four games that will be played on the home sites. Then there will be four games that are played at, four of the six New Year's Six Bowls, then the other two New Year's Six Bowls are the playoff semifinals, then <laughs> yeah, the championship's going to be at the end of January. You know what, what, Then we I, have bowl games on top of that. You know what I will say? One thing that I, and this is just my opinion, that I don't like is I think this hurts college basketball. Football season goes further and further into January. You're already halfway through college basketball conference season by this, the time football's done. This all started years ago. Oh, I know. I mean, basketball used to start Thanksgiving weekend, and that was seen to be now first a little Monday, early. Yeah. Now the first month. Baseball starts in the middle of February, and if you're in the Northwest or the Northern Tier states, it's a disadvantage to the su- Southern Tier states. I, I, I never have agreed with that. So, I, you know, I'm old school. Well, it's, it, hey, again, moving target, right? Moving yeah. target. Yeah. So. If, 12-team playoff. I mean, I, I like the Pac-12 Pac like is obviously in favor of it, and I think a year like yeah. this for the Pac-12 tells you why the 12 is great for a conference like the Pac-12 that I think we would all agree just routinely eats itself alive. Hey, how about the elephant in the room? What is the Pac-12 going to be? Don't know. See, we're, nobody's even talking about that now. It's kind of gotten lost. Can I make a statement? If you have a number of teams in your conference name – have the correct number of teams in the conference name. <laughs> I have always wondered that. The Big Ten? Yeah. At least the Big 12 is going to be an accurate name. That used to be the hardest question to answer from a non-football fan would ask me, well, why do they call it the Big Ten? Aren't there 11 teams? Well, it's because uh, – I'll get back to you. Yeah. I. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. So the big conference, the other big conference, the Southeastern Conference, they got that one right. Just yeah, 
The American Conference, yeah. Okay. The Pacific Conference, that's what we are. Yeah. You used to be yeah. the Pac-8. You know, for, for a bunch of higher education institutions, <laughs> math shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Bowl season begins. 11.30 a.m. on ESPN, Florida, Oregon State. 12.30 p.m. on ABC, Washington State, Fresno State. Both of those games on December 17th. Then, of course, Oregon, North Carolina, the 5 o'clock game on December 28th. And then Texas, Washington, and the Alamo Bowl on December 29th. Pittsburgh, UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl on December 30th. USC and Tulane in the Cotton Bowl at 10 a.m. on ESPN on January 2nd. And then Penn State, Utah in the Rose Bowl 2 p.m. on January 2nd. Your Pac-12 Bowl season a week from today, Jerry and Jordan will be back with us in the country financial studio because we got bonus bowl pick them to do now did he already win or yeah. we extended it? he already no, won, he already won. it's it's over Man. You, would you like me to tell you the numbers no look at the time i gotta go all right yeah, yeah Jorgie, if, I if i don't win it i don't care Jorgie won uh mathematically i was only a game behind right no you were a game ahead of me so you got that going for you <laughs> You know, a year where I picked 76% of the games correct and I finished in a distant third, boy, Jorgie had a good year. Yeah, he did. He did. Jorgie picked 83% of the games correct. 83%. And a third of the picks he did during the season with his eyes closed, Uh which is ridiculous. Uh The coin, 51%. 50-50 right there. Pretty good. That's not bad. Pretty close. Uh, so, yeah, the the bonus bull pick em. Technically, Jorgie won by five games. It's one of the largest margins of victory in the history of picks. Uh, it, it, actually, it might be the – I think it is the largest well, you, margin. You know what it really points out to me is that the Pac-12 was so good this year, it was really hard to pick them. Yeah. And so the guy who played the game had an advantage over us. Yeah, that's unfair. Yeah. So, so I think – So we should handicap him. I think all those – that's like in golf. In favor? All those in favor. There we go. All those in favor. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be that would be good. But yeah, five, a five game uh, that was, that deficit. Was tremendous. I guess that between was a second great and first. Yeah, for him. that's the biggest margin it's of victory well ever. That's well just done. a nice butt kicking by by Georgie. Uh, but in other news, yeah. So the bonus bull pick him. I guess technically you could catch him, but we've never done it that way. Nah, we've always said that nah, the bull pick him nah. is just for fun. So well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a prize for the bull picks too. Then. Candy bar? Yeah. Okay. At, the, at, at this rate, Candy the, cane. At this rate, the give and take of the dinners that are at, at stake, I don't even know where we are on the <laughs> – no. I don't even know. I'll, I'll buy you dinner in San Diego. How about that? I know a lot of great places in San Diego. I'll tell you, oh, San Diego. You can't go wrong in San Diego. Yeah. I love the Holiday Bowl. I am so looking forward to going to the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. San Diego in the, in the wintertime is beautiful. Yeah, I'm really looking Easy forward to it. Easy to get to, too. It is. All right, we're going to get a timeout. Uh, I'm going to send you on your merry way. I'm gone. See you in a, out, see take, in a week. Take my ducks and go home. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Get out. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm moving. Jeez, Scott. Oh, hey, uh, thanks, Jerry. What are you doing, Dan Landing? Appreciate Coach it. Landing? Oh, yes, come on. Gosh. He's just all over the place. Back after this. Talking volleyball on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome to the Slocum Center Minute. Slocum Center orthopedic doctors are located here in Eugene and are the official orthopedic team physicians for your Oregon Ducks. With me, I have Dr. Lyle Jackson, a foot and ankle orthopedic surgeon at Slocum Center for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, discussing ankle sprains. Dr. Jackson, tell us about ankle sprain injuries. 
Ankle sprain injuries are really common. They're probably the, one of the most common things we see in our office. The good news is, is most of the time they get better um, just with non-operative treatment. And most commonly, people injure the ligaments to the outside of their ankle, and you can have different degrees of ankle sprains. Simple ankle sprains might just be, you know, real mild without any bruising, and a more severe sprain would be indicated with ones that have a significant swelling and bruising where the ligaments actually tear fully. You're touching on the different grades of ankle sprains, different types. What's the recovery like? How's it different for those different types of ankle sprains? For different ankle sprains, um, with the higher grades, the, the recovery will be longer. I think once you fully tear the ligament, you know, you're looking at a longer recovery than just stretching it. So I think that's why ankle sprains can be frustrating to a lot of patients because um, some will recover very quickly in the matter of weeks while some of them will take months. And certainly the ones that, you know, take longer, we start thinking about other um, pathologies such like injury to the cartilage and, and other things that we may want to get an MRI scan for. Dr. Jackson, thanks for joining us. Thanks for what you do. You're welcome. That was the Slocum Center Minute brought to you by Slocum Center for Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, the official orthopedic sports medicine team physicians for University of Oregon Athletics since 1967. Hey, Duck fans. Jackson's is a proud sponsor of Oregon football. And this holiday season, we have the perfect stocking stuffer for the Duck fan in your family. Oregon football trading cards. The cards will feature your favorite Duck football student athletes. So collect them all to complete your set. Be on the lookout for these cards coming soon exclusively to your local Oregon Jackson's food stores. Visit jacksons.com for store locations. Jackson's. Let's go. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. With honest conversations that let them know what we expect, that's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be shared with friends or family. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. We all make choices about alcohol. Kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em, remind me about that party again. And adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations, and they want honest answers in everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Back inside the country financial studio, Joey Mack here on the Oregon Sports Network. And, man, I got to tell you, Oregon Volleyball, that was 
Really fun to watch this morning. Thanks to Jerry Allen, by the way. Covered a lot of football ground today. Will Stein has been hired by the Ducks, getting ready for the Holiday Bowl. But volleyball this morning, let's review it for you. Sweet 16 against Nebraska, a Blue Blood program, one of the most successful volleyball programs in the history of the sport. Ducks dropped the first set, 25-14. Not good. I was nervous. I'll be honest. I was like, gosh, man. Now, unfortunately, the Ducks, though, have had to do that a few times this year. They've had to respond after a slow start. Maybe that helped them in this setting because they did respond, won a close second set before dropping the third, and then the fourth set. Let, let's let's go through the fourth set for you, okay? So the Ducks were down 20-17 to 17 in the fourth. They tied it at 20 before then taking a 24-22 to 22 lead. The Huskers fought off two set points, eventually got to their first match point of the set. Out of an Oregon timeout, Morgan Lewis, who was super clutch, had a huge kill to tie it. Nebraska got to match point number two after that. Ducks stopped him. Ducks took the lead. Then it got tied at 27. A block led to match point number three for the Huskers. Oregon stopped it with a net contest. Tied at 29. Brooke Nunaviller gave the Ducks their fourth set point on a kill. A service error tied it at 30 and got it. The Ducks really didn't have that many service errors, but it felt like every service error was just at an awful time. Very stressful. Can you tell? Very stressful. Well, then Morgan Lewis, again, are you seeing a theme here? Got a kill to give Oregon a set point, and on a wild ending. Truly, a, a play where Nebraska probably nine times out of ten gets the point. But you know what the issue was? Brooke Nunaviller was the athlete that dug the ball. And Brooke Nunaviller was owed something, I think, by the volleyball gods. Nunaviller dug it. It went over the net for a set winner. It was really a free ball. I think, I think Nebraska would say they probably misplayed that. Oregon would say, well, sometimes it works out for you. Brooke Nunaviller has plays like that go her way. That's why she's so great. 32-30, to 30, Oregon wins the fourth set. So, okay, who's got the edge going to, fi- going to the fifth set? You'd think Oregon, right? They sure did. Ducks have won six five-setters entering this one, including their last four five-setters. And the Ducks came out firing. They took a commanding lead. Nebraska stayed in it, chipped away a bit, but Oregon ultimately victorious 15 15- to 11. If you didn't hear it at the start of the show, let's hear it again because I'll tell you what, this was a lot of fun. Night Yureski on the call for KWVA. The student radio station made the trip. Hometown call with the winning play. Haynes pulls it over. McClellan passes over to Pucas in the middle. Roby slams it down. The Ducks keep dancing. The Elite Eight, here they come. Love to see it. Coach Ulmer celebrating with the team. They are staying in Louisville, and they will play Louisville. So proud of you guys. Outstanding for the Ducks. Uh, they will be advancing to the third ever regional final in the history of the program. The Elite Eight for the Ducks behind 26 kills from Mimi Collier, 16 from Brooke Nunaviller, and a really clutch 13 from Morgan Lewis. Ducks were outstanding. Uh, Hannah Pukis also with 20 digs, impressed with her defense. Georgia Murphy led the way in that category with 21. But the fact that Oregon was able to win this contest with Mimi Collier swinging at a 254 percentage and Brooke Nunaviller swinging at a .089 percentage. Ducks were able to win. That's gritty. That's impressive. And again, Morgan Lewis was really clutch in a three-hour and five-minute contest for the Ducks. Next up, Louisville. 
Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific time on ESPNU. This is perfect. Oregon basketball does shoot around around 11. Can tune in for Oregon volleyball at 1 o'clock. And then Oregon basketball Saturday, 4 o'clock against a really good Nevada team coached by former UCLA head coach Steve Alford. It's going to be a good day at Matthew Knight Arena. Tuning in from afar for Oregon volleyball, but that's what I'm going to be doing on Saturday. Impressive stuff. We were hoping to get you some post-match reaction. Haven't gotten a press conference yet from the folks out in Louisville. So you're stuck with me recapping things. It happens. When we come back, wrapping up the show after this on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Toyotathon is on and here to help make the holidays magical. You made it! By helping you see friends and family both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Toyotathon ends January 3rd. Participating dealers only. Toyota, let's go places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Toyotathon is on and here to help make the holidays magical. You made it! <laughs> by helping you see friends and family both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Toyotathon ends January 3rd. Participating dealers only. Toyota, let's go places. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our roads. It's It's our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. I've been driving trucks for a long time. Safety is my number one priority. I know that my truck has huge blind spots. That's why I remember to check my mirrors often for smaller vehicles. Everyone can help keep our roads safe. Next time you're behind the wheel, try to avoid lingering in those blind spots. It can be dangerous. Let's all plan to share the road safely. Learn how at www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Awesome for Oregon Volleyball. Congratulations to the Ducks. And I should mention, too, that this is a program record for winning streak. Yeah, the Ducks are on a program record winning streak right now and a chance against Louisville, the host of this regional, to advance to the national semifinals. Ducks will have a day off tomorrow. They'll practice, work on a few things, get ready for Louisville. But, yeah, this is a big deal. Congratulations to Oregon Volleyball as they will keep on dancing. Said we were going to revisit the Hall of Fame class that was inducted this year, and it's it's worth mentioning that Nick Reed was also honored during the 2022 Hall of Fame induction. He was actually part of the 2020 class, but 
he couldn't make it to that event, so we honored him as part of the 2022 class. We'll have some of those interviews for you on the show tomorrow. Nick Reed, Ernie Kent, Brian Tyson Eaton, you heard me mention it with Jerry Allen. I, we hadn't had a chance, which is so much going on, and this is a good thing, right? It means that current Oregon sports are doing so well that I have so much to cover on a daily basis that we don't get a chance to look back at the history of, of the department, and that's what we're going to do a little bit on the show tomorrow as well. Elsewhere on tomorrow's show, a full preview of the weekend, including volleyball, men's and women's basketball, and what do you know? Ryan Milano is going to join us. He's been on the call for a lot of Oregon events this year. He didn't know he was going to have to come on and talk about the Oregon softball schedule yesterday, but he did. Now we're going to do it to him again on Friday. Weekend preview, some Hall of Fame. Good job, Oregon Volleyball. See you tomorrow, everybody. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. Call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Medicaid and CHIP offer free or low-cost health coverage for children and teens. Hospital and doctor visits, prescriptions, shots, and more are covered. That's peace of mind for parents if a child is sick or gets injured. And parents may now be eligible for Medicaid, too, even if they've applied in the past. Enrollment is always open. Visit insurekidsnow.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Listening to Doc Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.